0: Welcome to the third episode of View from the Black Cab, at the Apprentice podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Helmstone, and joining me, as always, is my fellow Brit, who gets quite a salty aftertaste after every time he podcasts, Anthony Williams. Good evening. Good evening. And we are back for more Apprentice, after I nearly killed myself with four podcasts last week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well done on that. It was a good week. Some good figures on uh, on some of the podcasts, I think, as well.
0: Certainly is. Amazing Race Age is hotting up.
1: Still not watched episode one yet, but I will.
0: So previously, the two teams were tasked with pitching a Japanese denim brand, and led by Mackay, the boys bled time, missed deadlines, and saw a meltdown from Kartik in the edit. On the girls' side, project manager Jessica fell apart at the seams, I was waiting for that pun from the narrator, and the brand was ripped apart by the experts. Both teams lost, Kartik was a loose cannon in the boardroom, and Alana struggled, but it was quiet Natalie who was fired.
1: Yeah, all leading up to the inevitable Alana must be PM this week.
0: Yeah, I sort of had a theory last week that she was going to be PM, but I wasn't 100% because I hadn't seen anything proving that anyone other than Oliver was PM this week.
1: Yeah, it seemed the most logical move, didn't it?
0: Yeah, but I felt like she probably would have volunteered.
1: Yeah, I think she probably will have done, actually, yeah, to be fair. And I think, as we'll probably discover, I think she did a pretty good job
0: this week. She's the first personal series to get a, yeah, she was actually a good PM. Mm. Unlike everyone else, who was just awful.
1: As you might expect from uh, from episode three, not anybody's finest hour, really. Mm.
0: But not as bad as last week?
1: No, no, marked improvement on last week.
0: Did you notice who got the wake-up call? Uh, no, I didn't. I could not tell for the life of me who it was. It was one of the no-name girls.
1: Yeah, no, I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: No. Anyway, they get a a 5am wake-up call, and they are sent to Drury Lane's Theatre Royal for this week's task. And have you ever been there?
1: Not sure if I've been to that particular one. I've certainly been to theatres on Drury Lane.
0: I have indeed been to that theatre. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, The producers was there. But it is not home to the producers anymore. It is instead home to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So, in A Wonderful Apprentice-style tenuous link, teams have to manufacture sweets and sell them in price, and whoever makes the most profit wins.
1: Yeah, and I like that Alan Sugar described Willy Wonka as eccentric, creative risk-taker who understood his customers, and I would just describe him as really, really creepy.
0: And a Murderer. Uh, He's weird in both versions of the movie. He legitimately murdered four children in hopes of finding his one true successor.
1: Yeah, it's it's not not a role model I would look to very often. No. You know, if you're selective about his characteristics, I suppose you could just about get away with that one.
0: And this also happens to be the traditional make it then flog it challenge, which is always a mess.
1: It always is. And the traditional it's about time you stepped up to the Mark Matey yeah. as well.
0: Because as I mentioned last week, seven people swap teams. So Alana, Jessica, and Trishna move to Titans. And Oliver, Kartik, Makai, and Paul move to Nebulous. And Alana and Oliver become the first two people this year to be forced to be project manager.
1: Yeah, and rightfully so, I think. Yeah. Alana had something to prove, and um I think it was fair to say they exposed slight issues with Ollie's management
0: style. Yeah, I wouldn't say Oliver was the worst PM I've ever seen. He just was a bit dithery.
1: But, you know, when you've got a team of people who are effectively baying for your blood week after week, a bit dithery is not a good sign.
0: No. And I think this episode proved beyond reasonable doubt that he was going to be fired at some point soon.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: If he got away with it this week, then he probably would have got fired in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And Alana's first access as PM is to say that Brighton loves weird stuff.
1: With, with deductive skills like that, she should be on Hunt today.
0: Unlike one of her compatriots, who is the daughter of someone I've hunted.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, the links just go on and on, don't they? Did I miss here? I, I, I could have sworn Alana said that at the age of 16, she had a chocolate ear.
0: I didn't hear that, but...
1: Oh, hang on, let me check my notes. No, at the age of 16, she became a chocolatier. Oh,
0: right. Oh, dad puns. Uh, (laughs) And Oliver is dubbed the Sausage Supremo again after a week off of that.
1: Yeah, they like that one, don't they?
0: And he goes more traditional. Yes. And after his stellar pitches last week, Oliver puts Mackay in charge of the team pitching to the trade. What could possibly go wrong?
1: (laughs) I think it's in the bag from here on in. I don't think he's got anything to worry about.
0: I think that was the point where you could have just skipped through the episode and gone, yeah, Nebulas have lost. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the, it wasn't very long before that became incredibly apparent. And again, a, a bit like um, in previous episodes, there's not a lot they can do to edit that to make it look better, is there really?
0: Well, McKay is a complete and utter mess.
1: Yeah, he is, but there must be something that Alan Sugar likes.
0: The fact that he has a tentative alliance with Paul, probably?
1: Yeah. Could be. Could be.
0: That's what I suspect the only thing that saved him was this week. Because mm. I probably would have fired him as well.
1: I I almost certainly would have done.
0: Yeah. And Sofyan is the other sub-team leader, and has OCD, and can't deal with other people cooking around him. Which makes him the perfect man to cook the uh, sweets.
1: Yeah, has OCD, can't stand other people cooking around, him, except his wife, apparently, who it's yeah. okay to do the cooking, because uh, it looks like Sofiane lives in the 1950s. Birds! Yeah. yeah, I did like the looks he got from Alana and Jessica when he, he put that on. It, there was no words needed. No. That's, that's fine, Sofian, yeah, we, we get it.
0: And um, my favourite bit of the entire episode was just looking at how awesome the experts' products looked. <laughs> i love fudge anyway and that looked like awesome fudge
1: yeah all the sweets looked really really nice um and funnily enough when we were in the isle of wight this year we we watched some sweets being made and they actually made those pillow sweets in front of our very eyes and it was fascinating i have to say
0: having said that people like to complicate fudge with weird flavors like maple bacon fudge which i saw in the u.s
1: you know what? There is there is a theory that you can make anything taste ba- better by adding bacon.
0: Fudge is not that, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I am struggling to see that one.
0: It sounded vomit inducing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give that
0: one a miss. And salt and vinegar fudge didn't sound much better.
1: No, I don't know where they get their ideas from. Sometimes I really don't.
0: I mean, salted caramel is kind of nice, but that is a subtle salt flavour, not making it really salty with a weird aftertaste, or really vinegary, as Alexandra came up against.
1: Yeah, uh, that is an Very odd flavour. You're right, salted caramel's really nice. I had some salted caramel profiteroles earlier on, and they're great. Sounds awesome. But yeah, salt and vinegar, fudge. And I I wasn't so fussed about them making that decision. It's the fact that they just faffed around for so long before coming to it, whereas Titans were just straight in, weren't they? Right, we're going to do the pillows, we're going to do the toffee, that's it, move on. And every decision Ollie was involved in this week just seemed to go on forever.
0: Yeah. So Nebulous end up choosing pillow sweets and toffee, and Titans go for rock and fudge officially, but also pillow sweets. And I really don't get why they went for two things. The way to win this challenge, and win it considerably, is just go for fudge. Because that has the highest margin, you can sell it for the highest price, and also, you do one vanilla fudge, one weird flavour, you're gonna win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they always end up over-engineering everything they do, don't they?
0: I suspect that they were probably told to pick two different products, but I would have just gone straight in for fudge and got as much money as possible. Because fudge is a piece of piss to make as well. Yes. It doesn't need manual handling, you just mix it and shove it in the oven.
1: Absolutely, certainly compared to making sticks of rock, which is really quite tricky.
0: And then we get the gross out of context quotes like Ollie saying, I'm getting quite a salty aftertaste in my mouth.
1: Yes, beautiful, aren't they? I, I watch this show basically for the for the innuendo bingo.
0: And there's the wonderful discussion of what does he do? He makes sausages. How? <laughs> how
1: can he run an actual business when he can't do anything? How?
0: It's just it's just the way Francis said. How?
1: oh he works in food manufacturing and this is a task about food food manufacturing okay
0: and uh, alana proves to be very hands-on with her team sort of quite micro-manager which actually works in this case It did. Uh,
1: Yeah, they needed a lot of leadership. And it's, you know, it's not that far removed from what she does for a job, is it? So, you know, organising people in kitchens, yeah, it it made sense. And and she didn't do it in a kind of dictatorish way, I don't think. She was just, you know, into the detail, which is not a bad way of doing it.
0: And it ends up that Sophie Ann's sub team go to Brighton and Hove Albion FC. And sports teams are always fun when they're on the apprentice because they're always really finicky. And the club has a budget of three hundred pounds for sweets, and Sophie pushes a little bit too hard and nearly loses it. But they end up taking one hundred and ninety units of the pillow sweets for three hundred pounds.
1: Oh boy, did he screw that up! The footy guys weren't the greatest of actors, were they? Clearly, yeah. they've been told don't go above three hundred quid. That, that's where you're going. But even so, I mean, just just don't annoy the customer. Is that not like Custom service one hundred
0: and one? Well. Depends if you're me or not.
1: <laughs>
0: but you know,
1: how many times does he have to say I'm not spending more than three hundred quid? And it was the way he was doing it. It was like, yeah, but let me tell you about the quality. No, it doesn't matter because the price is the price. He ain't spending more than three hundred quid, and I'm pretty sure he ended up pushing them harder um, than he would have done. You know, if, if his budget's three hundred quid, then try and get the best unit price you can instead of ending up getting no negotiation whatsoever, it was all dictated by the client, it's 300 quid and it's 190 bags and that's all they got.
0: But, Sophie deliberation is made all the better by the fact that on the other team, Mackay's sub-team with Hunter Rebecca pitch to a winery and sell 50 units for 75 quid. At which we... We get my favourite subplot of exasperated Karen Brady. Exactly. And
1: and she's spot on. Was it really worth them all trekking out there, negotiating, to bring in 75 bloody quid? What a waste of time. And there was no negotiation. He He set that up. Oh, why don't you take 50 bags from us? Yeah, okay then.
0: The thing is, they managed to then make it worse later.
1: Yeah, yeah. If there's one thing worse than wasting your time getting 75 quid, then yeah, doing double the work and only getting a fraction of the price. That that would make it worse, yeah.
0: And to add insult to injury, Dylan then breaks the pillow sweet machine.
1: Uh, I preferred Dylan this week.
0: Why? Because we didn't hear him? Yeah, <laughs> I think that was it. The worst we saw was him lounging around in his uh, athletic wear.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and his incredibly camp salesman technique. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at least he was a little bit in the background. And uh, at this stage in the proceedings, all I've written in my notes is, Ollie is a total mess, Gronya takes over, and then I've put, oh, some random guy's talking to Alana. Oh yeah, it's Samuel.
0: Yeah, it's Purple Samuel who finally gets a breakout role from his invisible edgic chart so far.
1: Yeah, and then we realise why.
0: Yeah. And for the second week on the trot, a female PM then runs off crank, because Alana gets a bit overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, is this, is this like a theme of the season? It's like the, the mid-episode breakdown.
0: Hopefully. Alexandra doesn't like vinegar in fudge, which she's spot on about. Why on earth would you put anything alkaline in fudge? It's sweet oh who knows
1: weirdly enough i was watching a video on youtube earlier from buzzfeed which was americans trying british snacks and um a couple of the things they said was that the snacks were too salty or too vinegary and i thought you should try some of our fudge i think they tried pickled onion monster munch they did not they did not like that
0: no i'm not a fan
1: twiglets they weren't that keen on um, and then one poor guy decided that instead of putting Marmite on some toast, he would just dig a spoon in. Oh, <laughs> He was not a fan.
0: No. Understandably, really. Yeah. And also, it would have cost them quite a lot to get Marmite at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Topical. So, for some reason, we get some mid-episode brand names as well. So, Nebulas go with Suck It and See. Yeah. Heavy eye roll. That's
1: not the team with the branding experts in it, is it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> As I described them last week, they are the hot mess team. Mm-hmm. Versus the not-much-better-but-at-least-it-isn't-phallic Guilties from uh, Titans.
1: Yeah, kind of booking the trend of trying to make sweets not sound like they're bad for you there. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just call it Sugar <laughs> Overload. Why don't you just call it diabetes? <laughs> yeah. But suck it and see, right? And they were patting themselves on the back, you know. Look, see,
0: like the sea. Yeah, it's a pun. Fanar, fanar. But it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's a truly terrible brand name. Oh, dear me.
1: And, and they didn't even redeem it with making it look good. It was a too, truly terrible brand name with a truly terrible typeface that just looked like a 12-year-old had done it.
0: And Paul ends up shouting at Oliver that he's useless.
1: And rightfully so, although I think that probably is pretty much the sum total of what Paul contributed to his team, for for good or otherwise, but
0: yeah, he was right, but there are better ways of dealing with that. And uh, Oliver dithers about his pricing...
1: Yeah, they eventually settle on um, two-for-something, which I think is you know, is, is a, a novel technique. I'd like to see some high street stores offering that. Two-for-something today.
0: Two-for-whatever. Yeah. Uh, and going back to the Football Club Titans order, wasn't as agreed because Dylan broke the machine.
1: Dylan broke the machine, so they decided to make half-footballs and try and convince the soccer guys that that was intentional.
0: Which, you know... Works somehow. Somehow they get away with it. I'm quite impressed.
1: <laughs> and I think for the second or second of five times, I've written down Sophie is an idiot.
0: Oh, it will only get worse. Yes. Are you aware that Sophie seems to be the PM next week?
1: Uh, yeah, that was what I was gathered, and yeah, from the information I got, which could be brilliant.
0: It does look like it's Sophie versus Granier next week.
1: Yeah, that did make me, in in hindsight, when I realised that that was going to happen, it did make me wonder if this was Sofian's swan song, so we're leading up to him going out next week, and we all know why. Because he'd started out so well.
0: And Nebulous's erratic pricing causes issues.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting turn of phrase. I've just written down prices all over the shop.
0: I like to continually describe them as Nebulous, despite the fact we heard the name once this week.
1: It's it's still appropriate, Michael. That's the thing. If they change my perception, I will change the name.
0: No, no, it's always going to be Nebulous. <laughs> they don't get to redeem themselves from that unless they actually win a test for once. Yeah, that would be a start. Seems as though they are rivaling last year's originally female team who lost the first five. So, Nebulous's trade team talks the winery guy up from 50 bags to 100. Yay! But only gets an extra 32 quid out of him. Oh. Which, may I point out, is less than half of what their original price was.
1: I was struggling to think, actually, which is worse. Should they have just sold them the 50 at one £1.50 and took the 75 quid? Yes. <laughs> but then I thought, well, it probably didn't cost them that much in ingredients. They're not paying for labour or anything, so taking an extra 50 bags they have ended up with you know 30 quid more so is that better i don't know it was just it was just a mess and i'm sure they could have pushed harder and got a better price for that
0: i mean in the grand scheme of things they still wouldn't have won had they not sucked but <laughs> they still sucked bad yeah it was still pretty dreadful i'm not sure what their cost on it was but it must have been a lot lower than I expect if they uh, they could actually afford to do 32 quid for that.
1: Their overall costs were really, really low. They only spent... 200 and odd quid. Yeah, 207 quid. So, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, they could afford to do it, but it's just bad skills, isn't it? To, to drop your prices that much, it just shows weakness really badly.
0: And talking of changing your prices, Samuel completely ignores Alana's pricing structure.
1: If you're going to break out of a breakout episode, don't make it for just being an idiot and not doing what you're told, Samuel. At one stage, it was was actually saying to customers, £3.50 each or two for seven quid. That is
0: £3.50 each, mate. That's how prices work. (laughs) That's maths for you. And in pitching to trade, Alexandra completely cocks up the maths.
1: Yeah, and and unfortunately, that maybe gives Mackay his way through in that he puts her right, which is a bit of a shame, really, because it was his one redeeming feature this week.
0: One of my pet hates is the awkward scene every year where someone cocks up the pricing. Yeah. And in some years, it's as good as Cedarwood versus (laughs) Sanderwood. Yeah. I'll just leave that with you, because that's just the quintessential Nick Hewitt moment. But most years, it's just deeply, deeply cringe. And I feel like they need to put some sort of disclaimer at the start of the episode saying that this episode contains strong scenes of cringe.
1: Yeah, it it is bad. There's got to be an element of just going to pieces under pressure, I, I can only assume. But I don't know why they don't just be more professional about it and say, right, let us Give me a minute, I'm gonna sit and I'll I'll work out you a good price and I'll I'll sort you a discount and I'll come back to you. Instead of standing in front of them with a the calculator, which inevitably means they're gonna hit a wrong button or do something wrong, and it will always be something you could have done in your head. And that and it just makes them look like idiots. They they just need to take a step back at that stage, I think, and just get it right.
0: Someone always cocks it up, and I just I have to hold on to something.
1: It it does hurt. Uh
0: so Whilst Alexandra cocks up the pitch, Paul is left outside, just peering in at the window. He's not happy boy, is he? Like a lost dog. Please take me home.
1: He is right, they're screwing up, but the way to tackle it is not to just sit back and let them. That's too risky. He's fortunate to have got away with that. You've got to do something about it.
0: Yeah, Paul, I think, is still riding on the wave of not cocking up the first PM.
1: Yeah, I think he is. Um, but he's not going to be able to carry on that for much longer.
0: Yeah, because he just seemed quite... He seemed to have a bee in his bonnet this week.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And Kartik, (laughs) Just Kartik. You know know what I'm going to say next, and I really, really don't want to have to say it.
1: Well, that Kartik is the best salesman in the universe.
0: Oh, no, before that, he just shouts in the centre of Brighton to try and get people to suck it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I
0: didn't even bother writing that down. Does he not know the demographics of Brighton? Do
1: you know, until you said that, I hadn't really thought about it. But, yeah, it's really not a wise move.
0: No. I mean, of all the names you can pitch when you're going to be selling in Brighton, Suck It and See probably, <laughs> probably isn't a good one for the demographics there. No, really not. I- I'm allowed to say that. I have family who near th- who live near there. And Hunter Rebecca... <laughs> This is the dirty part of the episode, because we have Karthik trying to get people to suck it, and then Hunter Rebecca immediately asking a shopkeeper if she's a fudge eater. They leave these things in deliberately, don't they? Oh, 100%, just so we can clip them. Just for us, yeah. So sophie Ann tries to overrule Alana, and then his team just hang up on her, which also becomes a regular thing this series.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the thing. Sub-teams don't have to listen to the PM anymore. They just hang up, do what they want to do.
0: And Karthik does indeed believe that he's the best salesman in the universe.
1: Not in the world. In In the the universe. universe.
0: I really hope he gets to the interviews just so he can get torn a new arsehole.
1: Yeah, I I would like to see it, but I would be very surprised, to be honest.
0: And at six o'clock, when the selling has to finish... Nebula still have a box of fudge left over thanks to the trade team. Yeah, it's impossible to sell fudge though, isn't it? It's not like fudge basically sells itself if it is not a rank flavour. Well, even when it
1: is, the other half of the team managed to shift some.
0: I'm not sure I would have bought salt and vinegar fudge. Because it sounds vile. I might
1: have been tempted to have a bag of it for a quid, which I think is what they ended up selling it for at the end of the day. Yeah. Just just so I could try it.
0: I mean, when we were in Niagara Falls, there was some wonderful fudge at the Hershey store, but I'm not sure I would just buy fudge off the street anyway. I definitely wouldn't buy salt and vinegar fudge, because it'd be gross.
1: I might buy salt and vinegar fudge if there was a load of apprentices selling it and a camera crew.
0: So basically, you're a fame Yeah, basically. So, Mackay and Paul have an argument...
1: As you would expect them to, but uh, just, there's—I don't know what it is. There's something about Mackay that I just don't care.
0: He's going to go in the next couple of weeks. He's got, he's got to. to. He's got to because
1: we we we're seeing nothing except he's just really not very good at anything, and he's he's got no shining personality. There's nothing. He's not a villain, he's not a hero, he's just just a bit, yeah, yeah, he's just there making stupid moves.
0: He deserved to go last week. He he should have gone
1: last week, and he should have gone this week, Yeah, and so he's got to go eventually, because you're not going to pull that back. I'm not sure why they're keeping him so far. Like you said, he's got a bit of an alliance going, but is that a reason? I don't think so.
0: Skipping ahead slightly, but I wouldn't be surprised with him going next week because it's the sort of task that Sugar will expect him to do really well at. Bringing back one of my favourite types of tasks. Let them take over a department store. Yeah. I miss this from the old series, because it's always a mess. Yeah, it is.
1: It always puts me in mind of, uh, are you being served? Which probably is about 30 years before you were born.
0: The classics we've had from the department store tasks... In the past, like Ruth Badger just owning everything as she did every sales task, or Lucinda being technically useless.
1: I missed those. I don't think we've got those big characters this year. I think we've got Kartik as kind of just two dimensional character, but we haven't got your Ruth Badger's types.
0: So in the boardroom, Gronya interrupts Oliver trying to explain himself to Sugar.
1: Yeah, Ollie in the boardroom rubbish just dreadful and when you when you end up getting called out by karen for just basically (laughs) not telling the truth in the boardroom that's that's not going to end well for you
0: i think my favorite note of the entire week that i've got is just karen calls out oliver on his bullshit
1: yeah I, i i asked paul to switch over no you didn't paul didn't want to work with you anymore
0: she is ultra sassy this year She's not holding back, is she? She's no. not
1: pulling her punches when they're uh, when they're screwing up. She's spotting it every time.
0: And Oliver says that he wanted to create a spectacle, but his team just thought he was a bad PM.
1: The phrase damning with faint praise came up when they said, I think he tried his best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Bless him. And continuing my other favourite subplot of the year, Jessica forgets to breathe in the bottle. Will, will you just breathe?
1: You know what, when she does that, it doesn't seem like she's that flustered until she says, I'm really flustered. I'm really flustered. Yeah. I don't understand, because she doesn't She doesn't come across that way. Why she keeps giving away her own tell, I've no idea. She's not
0: that bad. And Alana seems to be the Nick Cummings of the season and just not be very self-assured.
1: No, she does need to have more self-confidence. She she did a cracking job.
0: She did. She were, She was a great PM. Yeah,
1: she was. She she led them to victory. It was never in doubt. I can't think of any ma- major blunders that they made. Really, it, it kind of just went uh, pretty well. To be honest, they made good product choices. Um, they, I think they got the balance right of um cost and sales. You know, don't don't skim spend spend enough, but make sure you sell a lot.
0: It was probably slightly unfortunate for her that she only won by one hundred and seventy quid. Yeah. She probably should have won by a lot more.
1: She should. Yeah, she should. They spent a lot, um, but they sold
0: vastly more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they sold really, really well. So a really good job. Um, uh, I've written down on her PM ship. Alana did a great job, despite Sofiane being a total moron.
0: Yeah, the important thing about their bit of the boardroom was that he was called out for ignoring her. Yes. For thinking he knows better.
1: Yeah, um, and that's good because we were starting to get to the point where being a PM was getting irrelevant, especially if you're in the sub team. People were just going and doing what they wanted to do, and I think that's uh, Lord Sugar's very unsubtle way of saying, no, there is a hierarchy on these tasks, and you need to start following it.
0: Yeah. So Alana was obviously described as a good PM by all of her team. Mm Mm-hmm, and she was. Yep, and then the results. We need an X Factor style, <laughs> so sort of. lights down and
1: drone.
0: <laughs> uh, so Nebulous sold eight hundred twenty-two pounds eighty-three pence, and it cost them two hundred seven pounds seventy-five, leaving them as a total profit of six hundred fifteen pound eight pence. And Titans had a vastly higher cost; they had £429.43, but they also sold a shit ton more. They sold one thousand two hundred fifteen pounds and nine pence. Leaving them as winners of the task with seven hundred eighty-five pounds sixty-six profit. Yeah, and they get, in traditional apprentice style, a completely irrelevant reward of a lesson in free running. And we get to see them all in their workout gear, as is traditional.
1: Free running? What? What is that all of? Yeah. They get to go, to go trampolining. Yeah, in one of those bounce places that are just everywhere all of a sudden. Like, every town has got these bounce places. Um, Yeah, odd. Very odd reward.
0: I'm really surprised that they've not tied in the rewards more to the Olympics, because they always do a sporty reward of some description. But, like, you have so many big places to do fun things at. Like, they could even send them down the slide at the Orbit Mittal, or whatever it's called. Or take them to the velodrome and give them a track cycling lesson or something, or whitewater rafting at lee valley
1: yeah plenty plenty to do but no they've gone for free running in a trampoline place which after two days of eating rock and fudge i would imagine went down really well
0: they went down like stones or rocks or rocks yeah and in his team deliberation oliver still can't remember his pricing even when sugar interrogates him which is a bad sign it's
1: a really bad sign. He just didn't have a handle on anything through this task.
0: But also a bad sign: the trade team sold zero fudge.
1: Mm. And we get that nice little bit of uh, Ollie in the boardroom. He's like, "Sold my fudge. Yeah, I did well. It wasn't the fudge.
0: <laughs> no, it's the flavours,
1: Ollie. I, I kind of feel for Ollie because." Unless he had a stellar performance,
0: he's
1: just got too many people around him that are just going to undermine everything he does.
0: Yeah. And Karen also calls out Paul for calling Mackay crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you did call him crap.
0: (laughs) So Alexandra suspects a Mackay and Paul alliance, and Mackay and Paul are brought back by Oliver. What did you think of that? Right decision? I thought we were leading up to Alexandra being brought back.
1: Yeah, so did I, Um, because there was a little bit in the deliberations about, yeah, you sold well, but you could have done more, and I thought, oh, okay.
0: But I guess Mackay and Paul were probably the right options for him, just because Mackay was a shite leader again, and Paul sold nothing, in a sales task.
1: It feels a bit like Mackay's going to get away with everything at the minute, and Paul, yeah, it's kind of, he didn't do anything wrong, but that's because he didn't do anything. Yeah. That's a risk, I think, bringing someone back
0: like that. But then again, Natalie got fired for not doing anything last week.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. So it can can work out. Bringing him back for no sales does make sense, I guess. And then we just get several minutes of Ollie just waffling, yeah. really, not having a clue, not really knowing what's going on. Paul being accused of being moody, which is spot on, um, basically had a sulcon for two days. Um, and then... <laughs> I don't get, right? <laughs> when you're the PM and you've chosen to bring people back, if, if Alan Sugar says, why are you bringing Makai back? Don't say, I didn't want to bring him in. Yeah. I know he's a nice guy. He's a lovely, lovely man. but He's an idiot. He's an idiot because you've got to be a bit ruthless at this stage. You've got to, you've got to be standing. You know, it's, he's been he's lost the task because he can't make a decision. And then he has, starts a conversation with, well, didn't really want to bring him back.
0: Yeah. And also, if you suspect an alliance between those two people, don't bring them back together. They're going to gang up on you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, bring bring back someone who definitely wants the other person to go.
0: Yeah. So, underwhelmingly, Oliver is fired.
1: And a bit like last week, really. I can see why he lets him go, but I think
0: It's the wrong decision. It's
1: it's wrong if he's on his own. I think if he if he'd gone with Mackay, yeah, I'll go along with that.
0: Yeah. I think Mackay had to be fired this week.
1: Yeah, he definitely should have gone. I was going to say it wasn't great this week. He was terrible this week. Uh, Terrible negotiator. Not really leading anything. Just no help whatsoever.
0: I think Mackay was actually worse this week than last week, which is quite spectacular.
1: Yeah, that trade team task was dire. Uh,
0: And Mackay is warned and has to plead for his life, basically.
1: That was one thing that I really liked at the end of the episode was when he came back to the house, Mackay says, uh, oh, I live to fight another day, and we get a view of Paul just looking <laughs> in, in disgust, almost as if to say, yeah, you get another week.
0: I re- I really thought Mackay was going to be following him.
1: I was 100% sure that Mackay was going out the door, um, so I was very, very surprised, as as were the other apprentices, I think.
0: Yeah, especially as we're now three weeks in, and we've still got a lot of people left.
1: Yeah, so there is definitely going to be some weeks where multiple people go, and we've had two where it, it should have happened. So God knows what kind of car crash it's going to take for him to boot a few out. Yeah,
0: we're, we're going to get a, a triple firing very soon, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we have to.
0: We might even get more than one. Because we usually have a couple of double firings and a triple firing as well, when there's 18 people. And there's, what, seven boardrooms left for before the interviews, where there's usually five or six left? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a bloodbath. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Mackay and Paul are both sent back to the house. And everyone's not after to see Mackay, which is understandable. And barely even disguise it. Because everyone likes Oliver, and nobody likes Mackay. <laughs>
1: Well, he's a really nice guy, and it's a shame his, his p.m. week just t- came too early, yeah, really, because everyone loved him, but you can't hide that at this stage. if it'd got a couple of weeks in, yeah, he might have had a few people backing him up, but sadly, too soon for him to go. And I was surprised because it seemed like they were building him up a little bit. The whole sausage supremo thing felt like it was going to be a bit of a theme, yeah. but clearly not.
0: No, nope, his sausage got
1: cooked. Absolutely, yeah.
0: So next time, they are bringing back the classic flog this stuff in a department store challenge.
1: Yay, they get to run Harrods or wherever for, for a while.
0: Looked posher than Harrods.
1: Yeah, it did, actually.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure which one it was, but it was sort of Fortnum and Mason style, I think. Yeah, might well have been. And there's feuds, an appearance by Gronje and sophiane as PMs, and someone isn't trusted by their team. An appearance by
1: Gronje would be nice, wouldn't it?
0: It would. We, we saw a little bit of her this week, or the Irish one, as she was in most of my notes until I realised who she was. I think we only saw a little bit because she's PM next week. Probably. So, obviously, neither of us agreed with the choice.
1: No, um, neither did Jamie and Connie on uh, on your fired, but Susan Kalman thought it was the right decision, and I think mainly because she just didn't want to see him suffer anymore.
0: Celebrity Wild Things champion, Susan Kalman, I think you'll find.
1: Yeah, she fell a little bit in love with Ollie.
0: I only briefly saw, well, I only saw the, the vote this week again.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't a great episode again. Um, yeah, and the audience um, thought it was the right decision.
0: I wouldn't agree. I would have said Mackay should have gone last week, should have gone this week. Yeah, has to go next week. Surely. Unless they win. Which they won't. They're still the hot mess team. Any team with Kartik is probably going to keep losing now.
1: Yeah, I don't think he contributed to the failure particularly this week, to be honest.
0: No, he w- he was quite under the radar this week for him. Yeah,
1: he was, you know, few few inappropriate comments, but no major disasters, and he seemed to buckle down a little bit and get on with it.
0: Yeah, under, under the radar for Karthik is simply making blowjob jokes. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything else to say about this episode?
1: No, I don't think so. It was, uh, again middle-of-the-road episode, not dreadful. But, you know, they up the puns, but that's that's about all they've improved, I think, this week.
0: I don't think it helps for us that we're both watching Hunted at the same time, and Hunted has been fantastic this year.
1: Yeah, it's a fairly high bar to get over, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and when it's put up against Hunted, Apprentices is looking weak this year. I, don't, I still don't know why they moved it to Thursdays. They should have kept on Wednesdays.
1: Yeah, I've no idea why they've decided to do that, but... We'll see what happens after next week. Maybe we'll start loving it a bit more.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm still going to watch Hunted live this week and then tape The Apprentice again. Yeah. The week after, I'll be able to watch The Apprentice live. But Hunted is still my main priority, purely because I'm so invested in all the characters. Yes. the, The casting has been phenomenal. And Apprentice just hasn't done that for me yet this year. Obviously, I like Hunter Rebecca and Jessica... And to a lesser extent, Karthik, I like to see him stick around just to be an irritant. Yeah.
1: And to be fair, there have been many apprentice seasons in the past where I haven't got bought into it until we're down to about eight or nine candidates. And you can really start to see who's who. You know, we're still at the stage where we can hardly separate Gronje from Francis. And, you know, I, I genuinely had forgotten who Samuel was until he
0: started speaking. Yeah. This cast just isn't inspiring me enough yet. No. But they might. So, thanks for listening to this view from the Black Cab podcast. You can join us every week to recap the series. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ for me and Bullsboy for Anthony. And with that, see you next week.
1: <laughs> thanks for the opportunity.